Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We are... 10 days? Is that right? 10 days, 10 days. away? Is it yeah. 10 days away from the draft. Uh, I'm excited. I'm trying to finishing up on some uh, last minute notes on some guys and just trying to keep our ears to the ground to see uh, see what what kind of news is dropping as we get closer and closer. Yeah, over the weekend I was watching uh, fullbacks and that always is a good indication wow. that we're getting really close to the draft, right? When you start by the way, Ben Mason, Michigan, best fullback in this draft, just okay. in case you wanted to know. Uh, today, Landon, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Cowboys picking at number 10. And to be honest, I feel like there's a lot of ways that they could go, and I'd be very happy with almost all of them, right? We've talked about Patrick Sertan, the cornerback from Alabama at length, J.C. Horn from South Carolina, the two offensive tackles, you know, Rashawn Slater and Penny Sewell. Uh, we've also, you know, talked about Kyle Pitts. All those would be fantastic options, Landon. But there is one player out there that has been mocked to the Cowboys <laughs> more recently, and it's starting to make me a little nervous. Mm. Uh, Quiddy Pay, the defensive end from Michigan. We saw Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL.com. Uh, mock him to Dallas at 10. Do you feel like that's a realistic option for the team? I, I mean, I have to think it is uh, just because the people that are throwing the chum out there are, are people that are usually kind of are pretty reliable about this. Don't tell me I, mean, that. I mean, I hate to tell you, Dale jo- Daniel Jeremiah and, and these are plugged in people. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I tend to think that, you know, we're hearing, uh, uh, too much smoke, or we're seeing too much smoke around these other prospects. Uh, I, I can't rule out Quiddy Pay. You know, I just can't. Like, there's just there is enough whispers there for me to like at least consider it. Um, but, but I, I think you know the, the vast majority of what we're hearing implies a lot along the lines of what we've been talking about this whole time: the two offensive tackles, and then uh, Horn and Sertan being their kind of final four uh, if they are to, to stay at ten and, and pick. Um. I would hate that. I mean, this is basically yeah. what I'm going to say. I, listen, yep. Pay does not hit a lot of the things that you want for a top 10, top 12, top 15 edge rusher, you know, top 10, 15 pick because he comes out of Michigan. He's a senior, a little bit older, not mm-hmm. a ton of experience. You know, he didn't start for very long at Michigan, doesn't have the sack production that you would want to see, doesn't have the tackle for loss production, shorter arms, and then on top of that, he opted out after just a couple games this year. So what is the appeal here? Like, what am I missing? Why are so many people so high on Pay? Well, the athleticism is, you know, almost Phenomenal. second to none. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it, for a guy his size, I mean, he is, uh, uh, you know, he's a little bit shorter. Uh, uh, you know, he's, I think he's under 6'3", but, but, you know, with that kind of athleticism and, and, and his size, I mean, he's at well over 260 pounds, uh, he's, he's going to be able to get a lot of leverage. Uh, you know, look, you're, you're totally right in the sense that there uh, is a his, – his 
numbers and, and I know you really like to dig into the the production mm-hmm. metrics and as as they relate to the athletic metrics and 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 you know what kind of pairing of those two do you need to to be a successful defensive lineman in the NFL? I, I think with Quiddy Pay, like I, I'm not suggesting that he's the outlier of that or anything like that because I don't know that he is, but I will say that you know. He he has he certainly has the athleticism to project into the position. Um, his production is not great, uh, but I think also you know you have to look at what his production was. He was a guy that got a ton of pressure on the quarterback. He just didn't get a lot of sacks. You know he didn't get a lot of tackles for loss, which is not great, especially for t- no, picking no. a guy in the top ten. But I I, I you know. I guess what I'm getting at is that I could see a world where you take Quiddy Pay in the top 10 and, and are satisfied with him because he could eventually project it to the guy that you hope that you're playing, you're, 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 you're drafting. But I mean, obviously that's, that's a pretty serious projection. It's a, it's a lot of, 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 you know, kind of guessing where his talent is going to, his, his talent is going to go from here. Uh, I think there's a lot to, to hang your hat on with his athleticism, uh, but yeah, I mean, there isn't a ton of of tape to kind of make you feel super comfortable about it. And and again, <laughs> you, you look at what happened the last time you drafted. And, and I, I, I hate this. I hate doing that. Yes. But you, you look at what happened yep. last time you drafted a, an edge uh, out of Michigan uh, and it didn't work out so well. So uh, I, I definitely have my concerns for sure. I, I definitely would not. He definitely would be one of my least favorite picks at 10. Um but I can. I also can see. I can see how they can convince themselves into a quitty pay because the 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 potential there is just is so incredible. Sure. So uh, before we even get into any of this else, he's a better prospect than Taco Charlton because he's more athletic yes. and he's actually yeah. more productive than what yeah. Taco was. And I think right away he's a better run defender. I think he plays with more effort. Having said that, that doesn't mean he should be a top 20 pick. That doesn't mean certainly he shouldn't be a top 10 pick. So I just think when you're drafting at 10, especially in this year's draft land and when there's so much uncertainty, yeah, I want a guy that I know can come in and play right away and fill a role, right? And Quiddy Pay, I, I just I just don't know. That feels so risky. So my question to you is if that's the pick. How would you feel about it? Because to be honest, I don't feel great. I think I'd rather take a chance on Micah Parsons at a less important position because I think he's more rare of a prospect. Uh, I probably would like it more than Micah Parsons. Um, but it's it's but, in the same category, right? Yeah, I feel like it's yeah, a significant, I mean, it's not far off. It's a significant drop off from the four guys that I mentioned at the top of the show, right? Sure. If you it, if you think you can get one of Suell, Slater, Horn, Sertan, or Pitts, so five guys, and you come away with Quiddy Pay, I'm feeling pretty disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's also going to depend on who's actually on the board at the time that uh, someone like Quiddy Pay gets picked. You know, like who is actually being left on the table for Quiddy Pay. I mean, I think that's where we'll. I think that's where I'll have the the kind of dissatisfaction, yeah. right? It's, it's like not if so much hands available and you pay, yeah, pay exactly. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like as far as walking away with Quiddy Pay, like you know, okay, maybe we can develop him into something. He definitely has, you know, the He's got uh, super high ceiling, super high ceiling. But I agree. Like if you're telling me that 
we get to 10 and Sertan and, and Slater are there and we're walking away with Quiddy Pay. I'm not going to be thrilled style. about it. I'm not going to be thrilled about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it's all relative, right? Like if the Cowboys mm-hmm. trade back to 15 or 19 or 20 and you take Quiddy Pay there because you picked up an extra second round pick and you don't feel great about like the day two edges, I get it. I, I yeah. That's where I'm fine taking the chance there. In fact, I think there'll be better players available. But I get it in that range. At 10, I think you're hoping that your fourth or fifth best player in the draft is available to you. And that's who you pick, right? I agree. Yeah, I I just think that there's too much opportunity for there to be uh, a top-end player. And I think, you know, Quiddy Pay is – taking Quiddy Pay is is, is elevating him from a group that is, uh, you know, a little bit lower down on the board and and bringing him up with guys like Sertan and and Slater where he doesn't necessarily belong. Because these other guys – I mean – the guys at the top of this draft, they have the testing numbers and the production, right? And, right. and Quiddy yes. Pay has only got half of that. So uh, I think, I think, yeah, he doesn't necessarily belong in, in the grouping and being selected with the rest of these guys all around him. If they're going to take an edge in the first round, the two guys that I think are way better off, you know, better in consideration are Jalen Phillips from Miami because I think if he's healthy, you're getting a Nick Bosa, yeah. Joey Bosa level of player. Then Aziz Ojolari, who – um, you might want to pay attention to in the ultimate mock draft that we did on the Lockdown Podcast Maybe. Network. Just a just a little tease right there. Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon, Stephen Jones, the Cowboys, what do we want to call him now? GM. Vice President, I don't even know what his title is anymore. Son of the Czar of the Cowboys, son of Jerry Jones, <laughs> uh, went on uh, W or one hundred five point three, the fan today, uh, just kind of talking a little bit about the draft as we're ten days away. And as usual, Landon, there's not a ton of takeaways here because why do you want to reveal what you're going to do in the draft? 10 days out. But uh, there were a couple interesting things that he did mention. Uh, backup quarterback. We saw Alex Smith retire today. We thought he might be an option to be the team's backup. We obviously saw Andy Dalton go sign with the Chicago Bears to be QB1. Uh, so the Cowboys <laughs> need a backup quarterback. And Stephen Jones said, hey, there's a lot of guys in the middle rounds that we like. Uh, so my question to you is, Landon, when do we think the Cowboys are going to start considering a quarterback in this draft? Real quick, I, j- I just thought about how funny it would be that if the Cowboys actually did execute this trade that's been rumored uh, from 10 to 20 so that the Bears could get their, their quarterback, you yep. would have provided the first the starter and the backup quarterback for the Bears this year. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, talking about kind of mid-round quarterbacks, right? So, look – there's not a ton of success here, you know, in, in the history. And and the Cowboys are one of the few teams that have actually yes. had success yeah. uh, multiple times past the fourth round uh, of getting a, a quarterback, you know, later in the draft. Later in the draft being a past pick 15 as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, for a quarterback. I 100% agree. I, I just I think if you're not taking a quarterback in the top 20 picks, I mean, really even the top – I mean, really outside the top 10 or 15 
Like yeah. you're you're really rolling the dice. So I think if we're talking about mid round quarterbacks, you're taking talking about guys with traits, guys mm-hmm. that have uh, something about them that you feel like you can develop. Uh, you know, maybe there maybe it's a guy who uh, is like an Ian Book, right? Who uh, maybe doesn't have elite t- traits, but uh, uh, has won a whole bunch of college football games, mm-hmm. knows how to win games, knows how to manage a team. Those are things. Those are guys that you can you can take in the uh, in the kind of middle late rounds that you, you you like an aspect of their game. You like the 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 stuff between his ears, uh, and then you kind of develop him into a guy who can at least keep the game going if if your quarterback is out you know temporarily or maybe a game or something. Right. So uh, re- really quickly, do we think McCarthy and Will McClay are going to look for guys with traits that they can develop or guys that are maybe? less you know big physical prospects and guys that are just maybe more gamers because last year they took ben dinucci and i certainly wouldn't think ben dinucci is a prospect right yeah so that's that's my question because i actually think all right uh, let's give some names because i think this is important if you're looking let's say outside the first two days of the draft uh, i think maybe calamon late third early fourth would make some sense he's got a lot of athleticism and a big arm Uh, I know Sam Ellinger is somebody that the Cowboys had a visit with. I believe he's one of the players on their, you know, their 30 visit list. Uh, very, very athletic, strong arm. Uh, Jamie Newman from uh, mm-hmm. Georgia and Wake Forest, another big athletic guy that was at the senior bowl. Are those the type of players you think the Cowboys are going to look at? Well, I think it depends on when they're looking to purchase. You know, I, I, I think if, if you're looking, if you're okay with spending uh, your comp pick, your your a fourth round pick. I mean that that that's that's pricey. You know, I mean that's I mean I, I am too, but I'm just saying that's pricey if you're if you're you know spending a, a developmental quarterback pick because ultimately he may never see the field or he may only see the field one or two times if you're lucky, right? If you're hoping for that because you don't want this guy to be on the field. Uh, you know, if you're if you're looking for a toolsy upside guy who you think you can develop who could actually be you know potentially more than just a, a backup quarterback, uh, a guy that you, you could maybe develop into a, a, a Ryan Fitzgerald type starter that you could trade right, for you know, a lower pick or yep. something. Uh, right. Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Uh, yep. uh, it's a guy that, you know, could, could start for a bunch of different teams and just be kind of a, a floater starter for a couple of years. I think those, those guys have value in the league. And, and if you develop a guy like that, you can get a pretty penny for him. So um, it, it really depends on, I don't know that they're necessarily looking for one or the other other you know it's probably just like the rest of their tiers where okay this is where we have this guy rated where's the board fall do we like any of these guys let's let's take kill Mon. we don't love any of these other guys anymore and i think mon could be a backup and we could trade it for something down the road or if they just if there's someone else there at the third fourth round that they desperately want uh you know they they could wait a little bit longer and get somebody who's just maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit more cerebral who's just uh, has a lot of college starts who isn't a huge uh athletic upside type those are the guys that you can get the fifth and sixth round that you just pick yes. and, and and hopes of not having to deal with the, the kind of haggling in the post draft uh, f- uh mm-hmm. free uh undrafted free agent market you, you just get them up early you actually usually pay them less than some of the guys yes. that you end up paying in the undrafted free agent market uh and and, and you're not having to haggle with other teams overpriced i've got a name for us and i want everybody to do a little bit of a homework assignment for with me it's it's a lot of fun Shane Buchel from SMU, oh, yeah. who was at yeah. Texas, uh, played really well in 2020. Go watch his game against Memphis in 2020. You'll see some like Case Keenum vibes to him. 
uh, kind of slippery in the pocket, can throw from different you know launch points and has different angles with his arm. I, I really, really like him as somebody who could be a pretty good, decent backup quarterback someday. So that's that's somebody that I'm looking at. I think he would fit well in the Mike McCarthy system. Uh, Ian Book, you mentioned. Uh, Felipe Franks, if they want a big quarterback that might transition He's to big. tight end. He might, yeah. might be a tight end. He might be the Logan Thomas of this year's draft. So a lot of a lot of interesting names. I do expect the Cowboys to draft a quarterback at some point in this draft. It's just where and who. Um, real quick, real quick yeah. for local da- Dallas folks that may recognize the name Shane Bouchelle but don't know his college career. His He is the son of Steve Bouchelle, the former Texas Rangers third baseman. Yes. So uh, that's it's a fun little note there, and I, he was at Texas, and then he transferred to SMU. Is that right? Yes. Was he yep. at SMU I, last year? Yep, uh, SMU again played really, really well. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not exaggerating. If you watch his game against Memphis this year, it might be the best quarterback game you've seen all season long. So keep an eye on him. Uh, really quickly, Stephen Jones mentioned safety. He said they need to address that position. Has been an ongoing need for the last decade. Uh, no kidding, Stephen Jones. No kidding, um, Stephen. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, when do we expect the Cowboys to, to to fix their safety spot in this year's draft? I mean, I, I I would not be surprised if it was early. You know that 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 pick at forty four seems like there's there's lots of eligible folks there. Seventy five could be one where there's folks that I I think that they should, they could take that would be still an upgrade in the situation that they have, or at least uh, uh, fortified and it's very solid backups uh, there. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I think. It's it's got I mean it's it's saying something that Stephen mentioned it right like I mean yeah. frankly the fact that he even brought it up is something so uh, I think the Cowboys need to like seriously consider this you know early on on day two uh, if not then very very early on day three and maybe even late day maybe, one we've been hearing maybe. some rumors about or rumors about uh, Trayvon Merrick the TCU safety who the Cowboys like quite a bit i could easily see a, situ- a situation landed where let's say they move back from 10 to 15 they pick up another draft pick mm-hmm. and now they're coming back up to get a second first round pick Merrick is a guy that I think makes a lot of sense. He can play both free st- safety and strong safety. He kind of checks all the boxes of what Dan Quinn wants in a safety. Uh, I like him quite a bit, and it sounds like the Cowboys do as well. Uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best-tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they just taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your first box. Again, that is at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, it's a mock draft Monday here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And today we are looking at a uh, draft network mock from our good friend Ben Solak. Uh, he had the Cowboys you know, in an interesting situation at number 10. The Chargers actually traded up from 13 to 8 to steal Patrick Sertan. Penny Suel went off the board, I believe, at number 9 to the Broncos. So Cowboys had the difficult choice of J.C. Horn or Rashawn Slater at number 10, and they went with J.C. Horn. If that is the pick here in 10 days, what would your reaction be to that? Well, first, we're not going to let uh, known analytics guru and Eagles fan <laughs> Benjamin Solak uh, have two guys taken right before us and yes, uh, someone trading up to get Sertan. I think he did I'm not going to let you get away yes. with that, Benjamin. 
uh, <laughs> I, you know, listen, I, I'd be happy. I, we think we all know yeah. uh, we, how we feel about those four guys. All any four of the four we walk away with at ten, I'm I'm good with Slater, Horn. Uh, obviously, I prefer Sewell and Sertan over those two. Uh, or maybe not obviously, but I do prefer Sewell and Sertan over those two. But I am just as satisfied either walking away with Horn and Sertan, uh, a Slater, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to view it as yeah. a yeah. Uh, as a much much lesser than pick than the other two. That those four really are kind of in a tier with them by themselves. Yeah, you know my thoughts on Slater. I think he would be the ideal pick at ten, but I could very easily see a situation play out where Horn's the best corner in the draft by a lot. Right? You just can't teach guys with that level of athleticism and aggressiveness, right? Like that's just something that you're born with. Uh, He's a pain to play against. You can ask Seth Williams or Kyle Pitts, who was the toughest, you know, player that could cover them all year long. It's JC Horn. And for a defense that maybe needs a little bit more dog to them, I think JC Horn would be a fantastic, fantastic pick. So if that's ultimately what the Cowboys do on draft night, won't be upset at all. My question is Landon, would it shock you, though, if they picked Horn over Sertan? If they're both available and the Cowboys went with Horn, would that surprise you? It, it wouldn't for me because I, I, I kind of think I would pick Horn over Sertan. Um, really? But, this, but, this is new. I didn't know I didn't know you felt this way. Uh, you know, I, I just Sir, Slater is the one of the four who gives me the most pause because I don't think it's such a perfect fit for That's need fine. the way the other threes are, three are. That's fine. But again, he's a fantastic player. I, I will make it work with his talent. Absolutely yes. no problem. Yes. Uh, I think Horn gets a, for me, gets a slight bump because I feel like it's a more like for like immediate need. And so he gets a slight need bump. No, I'm saying, would you take Horn over Sertan? Yeah. Oh, over, over Sertan. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the names. Because no, 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 no. there are people out there that believe. Yeah. That no, totally. totally. And th- that's why I didn't really. To make a big deal about it because no, we, I and mean, I think they're yeah they're touching like to me yeah I, okay. but I I think I would take Sertan over over Horn just because I think uh uh I, I'm not I think one's a boom and bust uh, and, and you know not so much bust because I think Horn yeah. will be a good player no matter what uh, but I think Sertan is just like a silky smooth plug into your defense and you don't have to worry about it and I think that's very appealing to me right now I think the ceiling is maybe a little higher on JC Horn. Right? Yeah, I think that's and fair. I think, and I think yeah. the floor is higher for Sertan. Absolutely. And I think that's why it's so interesting to see what the Cowboys would do if both are available. Do you take the guy that maybe has the all-pro potential or the guy that's going to come in right away and just be rock solid? It's it's a fantastic uh, discussion. It's very fascinating, and I can't wait to see. I hope the Cowboys have a chance at it. Like That that, that would be a lot of fun to see what they would do if both players were interesting. available. Interesting conversation yeah. to have on the clock for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, to, to quote our good friend Sigmund Bloom, you know, it would be the chance to kind of poke through some, you know, to search through some keyholes, right, to see how the Cowboys evaluate defensive backs. Do they want safe guys or do they want the the upside pick? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see here in 10 days. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to the show on YouTube, uh, Locked On Cowboys. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow the Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.